Hi, everybody. My name is Jared Milrad. I'm the founder of Movie Karma. We're the nonprofit organization that created our podcast here, Rewriting Hollywood, focused on diversity, equity, inclusion, social impact, and representation in Hollywood. I'm really excited to have another uh, special guest with us. We've been, we've been really lucky lately, uh, and today's no exception. Our guest is Lauren Abulafia, who is the animator and director of a new short film that I had a chance to check out. It's called Super Scar. Um, and it just ran at the DTLA Downtown Los Angeles Film Festival. Um, it's it's really fantastic. It, it's based on Lauren's um, traumatic and, and um, really challenging childbirth experience. Um, and we're excited to talk about that and talk about her own journey, but also just more broadly sort of the impact of this really incredible, incredible project and, and some of the some of the sort of resonances and themes in it. So um, Lauren, really excited to have you in the podcast. Thanks so much. Thank for being. you. Great to be here. Thanks for that introduction. That was pretty, pretty on point. I mean, I, we're trying, you know, just trying to be prepared here, you know. Um, <laughs> I like how you're prepared. That's great. Yeah. And try to, get the, try to get the names right, you know, the basics. Oh, killing it. You're killing yeah. it. So we're off to a good start. Um, let's talk about this. Um, but well, let's talk about your journey first, because we were always okay. interested in that. Um, you know, we're all storytellers here. So let's talk about a little bit of your story, which obviously is wrapped up closely with the film. But yes. um, tell us first, like, did you, you know, how did you find your way into, into animating, directing? Like, how did you find your way into this? um into this sort of career if you will um because i know that you've you've taken some different paths you have a yes. honors uh, and degree in arts at university of washington you've you've performed on stage walk us through a little bit of that journey um so um i was an actor my first love was musical theater um and basically when i got to i went to new york after college when i got to la i was like i cannot do any more of all these jobs there's too many jobs um, and so I got into commercial real estate actually. Hmm. So yeah, I know quite the, but actually very similar, still, uh, you know, selling. Um, so performing, performing in a way. Yeah, exactly. Either yeah. way. So, um, but when I had my first baby, um, that's when things kind of, um, took a turn, um, at 30 weeks, I had abdominal hemorrhaging that led to an emergency surgery, exploratory surgery that led to an emergency C-section that led to two months in the NICU where my son got a hospital born infection and almost died. So I would tell that story to mommy me support groups and they would all like, be like, you know, in shock that this, this happened. And I would say, Oh no, that was my exact birth plan. So basically through humor, I started healing and started to see that this story had was impactful for me. And also, you know, was, was quite, was, the only way I was going to heal is through humor. And then my husband had the idea of animating it, which I thought was actually insane. Yeah. So I really did. I don't know animating a birth story. It just didn't, but it's like it now, as I've done it and, and been through it, I'm like, this makes perfect sense. Like, this is how you have an arm's length at something that's so hard and you get to like find the joy. And so that's how I basically decided to animate it. Um, and then over the pandemic, you know, which one could argue there's still some, you know, COVID around, but we are moving forward. Um, I, I wasn't making, making bread. I was teaching myself how to animate. Wow. And so I got kind of obsessed with it. It became like this real passion. I also really enjoyed it because you're in control. 
you know, as much as one can be in control, because actually the short is a lot about the illusion of control, but there is a lot that is dependent on you. Like you're like time to get going, you know, it's, it's, you're running the show. So um, I, I kind of enjoyed that process of like being able to open up the computer and like animate, you know? Wow. That is so, that's so fascinating. I want to talk about that because you, I mean, not only were you an actor, you were, you were, like I mentioned you and you alluded to, I mean, you were on, you were on stage, William Sound Theater, you growling TCB, your TV work, like you were really um, doing the thing for, for a bit. And so like to have that discovery in a sense of not only your own experiencing that story, but then also discovering animation, like what was, what were some of your, if you had, you know, fears or, or challenges as you were like sort of taking on that, that journey creatively? Well, I would say um, I'll do fears first and I'll do okay. rewards. The fears okay. I would say were like, this is going to be a pile of dookie on the ground. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I would, I mean, I would get frustrated. I mean, it's very hard. I mean, you know, learning something new, but there was something about seeing your story come to life in that way that was just so rewarding. So like they kind of go hand in hand. And then as an actor, you know, I'm directing the animation and I'm, right. and I get to voice a lot of the characters. So it, it it's a one woman show. I mean, that's basically what it is, <laughs> you yes, know, in terms say. of the start <laughs> of the process. And then right. I cast other actors as voices as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, it was, it was really empowering, to be honest, to find this new love. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, that's, so, and that's so cool that it's so, so connected to your own story. Um, so let's talk about the, your story with, that's obviously sort of the centerpiece of the film. As you mentioned, you had this really difficult, traumatic first birth experience. You had abdominal hemorrhaging, 30 weeks, you had an emergency C-section, um, your son spent a few months in the, in the NICU, um, caught meningitis. I mean, just went through a lot. Um, you and your family imagine like, talk us through a little bit, if you would learn about just that journey, like, uh, and we obviously see it in the film, but for folks who are listening to this and may not know someone who's gone through this, um, type of experience, what was it like? And how did you, how did you and your family kind of find your way through that? Great question. Um, I would say at the start of it, like I, I would, I, I was like, I felt like to own the only way to get through the beginning of it. Like when I first thought something was wrong, when they first saw a liter of blood in my stomach at 30 weeks, I became a stand-up comedian. I was very sticky. I was like using that as a defense mechanism. And then after that, um, I started to, it started to get debilitating anxiety. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced debilitating anxiety. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's not just anxiety. It's, it's where mm -hmm. your body starts to break down and the floor is like no longer underneath you. So what happened is, is that, you know, when he first got to the NICU, it was kind of like, I'm alive. He's alive. But then the NICU, the NICU is like going to battle. I mean, the NICU, they are angels in there for sure. The people mm. that work in the NICU are amazing people, but every day you don't know what's going to happen. So it kind of is um, a real, it's like the hard knocks of like seeing how you don't have control in life minute to minute in a NICU. Um, right. you know, it, it's, you just don't know what you're coming into. Is this baby mm -hmm. feeding? Is this baby on the tubes? Is the baby, is the beeping going to start because he can't breathe? Um, and so 
there's nothing else to think about. And so your attention becomes so present. It's just about, will the baby be okay? So, um, and I talk about this in Superscar, which is really what I, I wanna like, really wanna make my life mission is to help women who struggle with anxiety and postpartum and go through the NICU because it is, it is no joke. And I would say Lexapro like really helped me. Like yeah. Lexapro is the, like, don't be, don't shy away <laughs> from anxiety that, medicine if yeah. you need it. Yeah. And I've, I've tried, I've tried a few in my day for sure. And I, you know, I think the the thing about anxiety and depression, some of these things that we all, a lot of us struggle with, millions of people struggle with, particularly in the U.S., um, I feel like we don't talk about it enough, right? And I feel wow. like this film is so much about that in terms of these these things that we don't talk about. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to talk more about though the the other things that I feel like we don't hear a lot about, which is just your like what you alluded to, just the challenges that women face um, yeah. in in these difficult births, but in birth in general, and the things that they go through after birth with postpartum. Talk about, if you would, a little more, Lauren, like why that was important for you to share and sort of bring this out in the open through humor, through animation, through film. Thank you. I mean, now, all joking aside, I would go to these mommy and me support groups and I would hear women share all sorts of stories. Um, you know, ones that were like, I was feeling the river and the baby just came out of my womb, pop, you know, to like, this is not what I expected. This was traumatic. This is not like the movies. This is not romantic comedy. And then to postpartum of, this is the most delightful little creature in front of me. I feel so sad. So I don't feel connected. Um, and there's, you know, there's different, I mean, maternal mental health now does a lot of work around this, but I, I want to like help even more. I mean, it's just, there's just not enough awareness around how hard it is for women who go through this. I mean, it, it's, some women have no issue. But there are a lot of women that have issues and um, I don't know if they know where to go. So it, and it was, but the, the movie really was also about overcoming too, that you're not stuck in, in, in the depths of, of hell. Like you, you can overcome it and be empowered by it. And yet I do still have a scar. It is still hard. That still reminds me of what I went through, but I overcame it. You overcame it. And, and did you feel that, I mean, you mentioned humor, you mentioned, um, you know, I imagine you're just your family, like your friends looks around you, like what really helped you get through this? You think? Um, this is intense to share. I mean, I got on my knees, like, I mean, spiritual, I became spiritual. I mean, you, you turn to the depths of like your core is like, I mean, you just need a, um, I, I sang, I actually, that's why I sing in the movie. I sang to the baby. I mean, I don't, I, there was, there was, you, you go with like whatever your gut would go through. I shut out my friends and answered a question. I, I shut them out. Cause if I told people what was happening, then it would be real. So, um, I remember that being hard on some of my best friends that I didn't, share what was going on, but it was, it was like too much. I, I mean, it's never experienced anything, anything like this. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how, and how could you kind of even predict or imagine what this was like? Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think about just that piece though around, you mentioned maternal mental health. Um, you know, I feel like a part of this in terms of these stories, not being known unless you've gone through them and sort of this sort of cone of silence that probably a lot of women feel in these issues is that we don't, we don't have enough, you know, women directors and animators and storytellers, right? Like telling more of these stories. I mean, do you think that is part of the equation here that we really need just more openness and dialogue and and need to see more of these stories? Yeah. Which is, um, why I wanted to do this, you know, tell this story and why I want to like continue telling it in a series format, because I think that there's just, there's a a way of seeing it where I think it's actually in some ways really intense to hear that your mom went through hard times. Like it, it kind of erases this kind of, it's all beautiful. And it was the best day. And so if you kind of take that away, if you take the veil down, then you're left with like, oh, maybe there were some struggles. But my point with the humor and the animation is the struggle can also be okay. Like that is life. Like it's okay. So that's, that's, I mean, um, maternal mental health now, um, I just, I feel that if there were more of a medium where people could see themselves in different ways and then know where to connect for support, I think it would all connect together. They could see, you know, it on TV and then know where to go later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, are there places that beyond just seeing, obviously, stories, but are there places that you found? I mean, it sounds like you found support groups and places where yeah. you go. What are some of those resources that folks maybe don't know about? Maternal Mental Health Now is amazing. Hand to Hold is amazing for NICU moms. Um, Life After Birth is amazing for any mom, whether it was a beautiful, whether or not. It's just an amazing support group for moms, like Real Talk Motherhood. My friend Molly Normand leads that group, and it's amazing. Um and yeah, I would say those, and I would say, you know, what also is kind of amazing and I'm proud of her for it is Amy Schumer's documentary. The woman threw up every day. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I don't know if people know that that actually happens. Like, you know, I don't um, think they, I don't think they do. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think they do. So yeah. I really yeah. love that she did that. Mm. And you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of mamas out there, you know, Amy, Ali Wong's doing it. She's doing stand up about the real, real talk about it too, you know. So it's it's starting to like happen even more. I mean, mine is obviously a, a little darker with the NICU, but um, I think it's it's starting to happen more. Yeah, I mean, it seems also just there's sort of these cross currents, right? In terms of that starting to happen, the Amy Schumer's little like you, you know, many others sort of sharing these stories of the real journey of pregnancy and. Um, at the same time, we're seeing obviously a, a, a you know the clutches kind of of, of, of government of, of the far right, if you will, like you know put, putting 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 down controlling women. I mean, for lack of a better word, and, and sort of pushing for and winning obviously many states forced yeah. uh, pregnancy yeah. and forced birth. Like, what are what are your thoughts on just sort of these cross currents that we're seeing right now in the society of women saying like, hey, these are the real experiences we have. These are, these are the rights we, we need. And then there's sort of this like pushback of actually you don't kind of need any, any rights in a sense. Devastating, devastating. Yeah. Because um, I think in a lot of this piece, particularly, I think you can make it very simple, you know, and just say women's body, women's rights. But the nuances, I think, are also really forgotten. You're you're forgetting like literally lists of women that have um, 
circumstances that give them no choice and to take that away from them is horrific right i mean just the amount the amount of times that pregnancies end in in in, in trauma or you know are not successful so forth and so on or to those tough decisions women yeah unbelievable make. right yeah um and so and you also i think raise a great point in the film around your scar um and yeah. your decision to 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 keep it essentially to spoil but too much but but i just thought that was she um, keeps it everyone yeah <laughs> she keeps yeah. it um but i just thought that was so so like impactful like if you could talk about just that decision and just um you know even just like the physical the importance of sort of like saying, hey, this is my story and I actually overcame it. And it's like a, a kind of a, I feel like almost a superhero, a super scar, um, you know, lens here as opposed to this is something I should be ashamed of. Right. Um, I mean, there is, you know, that moment at Equinox, you know, West Hollywood where I did, you know, first hide it um, and yeah. then really felt like it's a badge. And I really, I mean, I, I, you know, I did vocalize in Equinox West Hollywood, I am a warrior out loud because I was just like, I have to stop caring. Like you literally are alive, you know? So it's like, it's like this symbol of life. Like you're both alive, not just me, the kid too. So it just brings, I mean, I think that film like started off of a piece that I performed a lot. So it, 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 it's interesting then to animate it, but it really, it really started off as like, you know, kind of how stuck I was, how stuck I was in like, you know, just stuff that really is not as important as then what I went through. So the badge, the scar is a reminder. Yeah, beautifully said, um, a reminder of, of all of it and, and of life itself. Um, you know, I wonder in terms of like the, where you think this, this project takes you, um, you know, do, do you now having animated and directed, like sort of discovering all these new creative sides of yourself, like, where do you want to go next in terms of the types of projects you want to work on? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working on a series um, of it and the, and it's, it, the deck is pretty much almost done. Um, and, um, I, I really want an animated series that, that, you know, shows without giving too much away, but like that, you know, not just my story. I mean, it would be many stories, um, but also funny. Um, and, you know, I want like the, the aspects of big mouth, like big mouth is for puberty. I want to show for motherhood, you know, that zany, that funny, but also real. I mean, you know, that's, that stuff those kids go through, whether the penis is talking or not. I mean, it's real, the insecurities and it's real what moms go through and also gonna be really funny. So I want, I want, I really want the series. Yeah. Animated. I love that. Yeah. And there's so much you can do obviously within, within that's it. You don't, without animation, these stories are a really intense because then it's really graphic. B it's a lot of it is the way the mother remembers it. So to be more abstract with it and more playful in an animated form is much better format for it, I think. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think so too. It just creates a levity too that you can, and, and also just so many folks love animation. I mean, rightfully so, just love watching and it sort of oh. allows us to get into this new world. In like obsessed. Mm -hmm. I might be obsessed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I might be That's obsessed. Fair. I just, I, it's, but you know when you find something later in life that you're like, it just surprises you? It surprised me. Yeah, you're like, I had no, I had no idea. Never. Yeah. Ever.
that's yeah that's incredible um it's never too late it really, really yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah um, so let's let's then talk in these last few minutes if you would about like just more broadly um we talked at the top about you know just being a, a female director an animator there's not a, enough I, I would argue inclusion or equity and some of those pieces particularly behind the camera but also in front yeah. um so what is your sense on recent attempts um or lack thereof by the industry to make you know make particularly these opportunities for women and other underrepresented groups more inclusive well a i really appreciate your podcast oh thanks a because this you know you're you're rep you're doing it um i don't know i think that i've done better um in terms of film festivals um that are female driven film festivals so i could just say that i don't i don't know more at this moment because i'm still like on the festival circuit, but I do, um, I do still see the story being seen more in that, in that environment. Like, like the last, the next three I'm in are all women festivals. Mm, so women driven. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is important, but I love, yeah. I love it. If it, you know, was it another one that was all not yeah. just female driven <laughs> so yeah, yeah not just niche and also had you know men exactly and others like saying this is an important story right right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um but you know we'll see i mean i think that also when the festival is done and you know you heard that i want to do the series really though with with this short i i want it also to be like a vehicle for like different foundations to to use and and to have Cause I just, I think that, you know, the, the NICU is a very specific place that a lot of people go through and, um, you know, it could be helpful. Immensely helpful. Yeah. I mean, it's a place that, you know, again, folks experience, some people experience, many others don't. And, and yeah. Yeah. Better. Yeah. I mean, it's NICU awareness month. I mean, there's actually right. a month for it. This mm -hmm. is the last day of it. So oh, we better hurry yeah, up. Perfect to meet on yeah. September 30th, NICU awareness yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks are hearing this after the month, but it's still important. Exactly. I had I had a feeling as yeah. I said that that probably yeah. be the case. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. hey, we'll send it for the Yeah, for exactly. The exactly. Um, I guess my last question to learn is just around um, you know, what changes would you like to see in the industry to have um more broadly just more socially impactful stories like this which we're all for and also just more opportunities for people to tell their own stories because that's i think what you've done here so beautifully is you really yeah. sort of take owner to take an ownership of your story and share it i think um i think all i can say is in terms of myself um because that's all we can control right i think what i would what i'm going to do um i think i'm going to lead groups to help other women tell their story so that they can workshop their stories and maybe not animate them we all don't need to animate i mean it's a lot of work um <laughs> but you know at least have a space and i'm going to do it through maternal mental health now so that if you want to work through your story and and you know gradually process it that there's a space to do that so that's how i want to help give voices to women and then see where what art they, you know, what art comes of it, um, you know, and I, and I hope that stories like this that are about this kind of the stigma of, you know, anxiety medication, postpartum, traumatic births can be more visible in our, you know, society of TV and film. Yeah, I, I, that would be amazing. And I think just the, the ability to have more people tell their own story and to empower yeah. folks to give them space is so important. So. Yeah. Yeah, it is really empowering. Yeah. 
Love that. Okay. Well, this was amazing. Lauren, it was great having you on again. The, the product is super scar. I hope folks will check it out. Um, Lauren, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank today. you for having me.